0: have made a really excellent decision today. You've turned into the Pastors of Pain show. Turned into? Turned into? Tuned? Tuned? They've not turned into. <laughs>
1: they have maybe they would become the show.
0: Oh, well, maybe they made a left-hand turn. Maybe they were going down the podcast aisle, and they made a left-hand turn, and there was like, whammo, right there, awesome. Bishop Barron, what does he know? <laughs>
1: Matt Frad the... To Mystic institute they don't know anything they don't but these guys they really don't know there's
0: anything. a lot of mediocre podcasts and we're one I mean, step we above are them. one of them
1: <laughs> one step
0: ahead uh, just just, uh, just barely it. happy above
1: october it. everyone it's it is october it is it is fall weather it's nice we only have like this is our pumpkin spice edition of
0: pastors of pain oh stop please
1: we're, we're here sipping. We're sipping our our pumpkin spice lattes, coffee lattes, and eating pumpkin spice bread. That is, mm. okay?
0: One, that is not happening. Two, mm. you couldn't torture me <laughs> and get me to do something I'm like go that. Go to
1: Hideaway and order a pumpkin spice pizza.
0: <laughs> no way. Mm, there's I'm not. Gonna, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, I was gonna turn on Hideaway. Pumpkin spices of the devil. The OG Hideaway would never do anything like that.
1: They probably would if they, people would buy it. They have the cauliflower pizza. Come on. Well, I
0: mean, people Let's eat that because real. of the crust.
1: Let's get real.
0: Gluten intolerant. I mean,
1: still, come on.
0: I don't. I'm not sure. I like the smell. They have of it at the store too.
1: Ball. They have it at Walmart. I'm like, ugh. What? Call cauliflower? The cauliflower. <sighs> wow. Oh,
0: you I just got strong, angry about have cauliflower. Feelings. Every child who's listening to this podcast right now. Is it's just saying I'm also gonna say something
1: I don't have to that my I've been vegetables. wanting to say for a long time, but I haven't had the opportunity, and that is pineapple does not belong on pizza. You Okay.
0: Let's get oh down Oh, my to-
1: gosh. You just let's get you down just come in,
0: like throw a to- few Molotov cocktails <laughs> no, in. No, let's and move then- on.
1: Let's move on to our topic. I'm not
0: sure I can.
1: I- what we should do is every episode we should like say just say something really, really controversial um and and then move on
0: and then just move on is are you saying that the limit of controversial list of
1: but like and but then don't even don't even discuss it pineapple does not belong on pizza and now on to our topic (laughs) yoga pants are not pants and now on to our topic and other such you know i'm just gonna make a list of controversial things,
0: denim is not a material worn by priests with clerics. And um so, what do you think you're doing today, Father O'Brien? Let's move on. Well, denim is that is that you just you're looking at me? I didn't pick a good time. What did, what did you say? I said denim, denim is not a material worn by priests and clerics. Yes. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's
1: good. Now we move on. See, I'm gonna make a list. This could be awesome. We could just do a 30 minute show of just we, I go and then you go and we say controversial things.
0: But those were not very controversial. There are two genders. There are Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> we just say stuff. Marriage
1: is between a man and a woman. Uh, I I don't You got nothing.
0: I, I don't have I don't have another you Don't have c- any hot takes? I don't have any uh Oh. Uh, windmill farms should be eliminated. Wow. Okay. I don't want, yeah. These because are, they kill these,
1: birds. These
0: are controversial takes. Yeah. Get rid of them. Get rid okay. of them. Okay. Solar power. I'm not sure works. Oh my! <laughs> I don't know if that that wasn't. That's, <laughs> that's a, not a controversial. It's topic. expensive. Solar power produces more yeah. pollution yeah. by making the things than it.
1: Paul the Sixth is the most underrated pope of the 20th century. Ouch! Come on.
0: I feel like remember Saturday Night Live uh, when coffee, so coffee talk, coffee oh, yeah. talk. He's like chick
1: pea is neither a chick nor a pea, and he would just discuss
0: discuss talk about Road Island su- is
1: neither a road nor an island. Discuss. Yeah,
0: is that what we're gonna do? I
1: just think you know it's time to make some hot takes.
0: Okay. Okay. And then just drop them and move. And on. And then move on. So a couple weeks ago,
1: Father Kerry, we did a show on atheism. What did we? We did. Well, I don't remember But last some week. people didn't believe it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and it was related to because that week, so sometimes when we pick topics, yeah. um, we mm-hmm. do it sort of around, you know, some current event <laughs> or some talk if like you and I are giving somewhere. Yep. So I gave a talk to our youth group on the opening night of back in mid-September of our youth group on atheism, right? For our young people especially. They're, they're seeing it. They're running into people. People are trying to kind of convince them to not just not be catholic but to not even believe in god and so trying to give them some of the some of the skills that they need or some of the you know some of the information they need to be able to believe in god and then you know take that a step further so we that was anyway we so we did a show on atheism and it got people people were very responsive to it and there was some yeah feedback of hey thanks that really helped me you know talk to my atheist brother or my you know my atheist friend okay. my roommate you know so we wanted to go a little step further and sort of dive a little bit deeper into atheism. Um, and so here's a here's a controversial take. Uh, agree or disagree with this, Father Carey? Atheism is a result of intellectual
0: pride. I'll wait. Let me. Let me. Um, the root, or,
1: or to say the root of atheism is intellectual pride.
0: Yeah, there is, there is a Change lot. Change my of, mind. There is a lot there. There is a lot there of intellectual pride, of how how people think somehow uh, that they, they are more intelligent than everybody else who's come before them in history, that they're going to produce something that, um, does not work outside a laboratory or a laboratory, wherever part of the continent you're from.
1: So the sci- kind of the science argument
0: yes yes you know I, I look at it two ways that no I mean, maybe the biology, you know Aristotle was a biologist who observed nature and how nature naturally functions and, and things operate And what I think is with most of modern atheism um, you know Marx, uh, Engels, Feuerbach, uh Jean-Paul Sartre, Hume, uh, go down the list of these, and then the what they call the four horsemen of atheism. These new guys that have uh, certainly come on the scene in the last uh, twenty years is is they. I don't think they look at nature; they look into their own minds, Ooh. and then they self-referential. Yeah, like as one of my buddies says, a self-licking ice cream cone. Uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh! I've never heard that. A that's self, hilarious. A self-licking ice cream cone that's self-referential. That it, it, it I just works. Have this image it works really great in the mind in the laboratory, you know, testing that. And then when you put it onto the streets, it just causes utter chaos. I mean, like Nietzsche, for example, that that works, you know, that works in his mind. But what kind of mind does that man have? And we would say. Probably somewhere on the sides of the scary mind Uh, marks the same way uh, that when Marxism was introduced um, into Russia uh, as well as as like the Bolshevik uprising, we saw we saw the fruits of it, which were sort of the destruction of the family, uh, the destruction of the of progression and uh, the destruction of beauty. Yeah,
1: so you take it has sort of a uh, on a surface is kind of attractive, and it seems sort of logical. But then you start you take it deeper, right? And you play out its potential fruit, and it's not good. So yeah. you know, Marxism, right? right? Should everyone be equal, and should the government sort of control the you know the means of production? Um, do you want to help the poor be ah, lifted yes, up? Yes, yes, I do. yes, I do yes, want to I help do. the poor, uh, but that you know, should that come from? Uh, the
0: government uh a little some yeah I, there's some um, uh, well the the counter to, to marxism was uh, leo the 13th uh, document rerum, rerum Navarro, Navarro, on the new things and he went directly against uh, was it leo the 13th or leo the Ninth? leo the 13th leo yeah. the 13th yep I, but what i also think is problematic with atheism is it it looks back on things that have been written and does not enter in to the dialogue with the item Uh, such as such as the book of genesis you know people will look back at the book of genesis and they'll say this is not a scientific manual and i only understand science and i will only look i will only look at things that are scientific and say this is true it's provable when you when you look at it through that lens you don't step into the world of the author of the book of genesis who is not trying to make a scientific manual there's nothing about like you know white dwarfs or red giants Hmm. or you know orbital patterns of uh gravity yeah there's nothing about that dark matter uh you know i said the other day during a homily that the universe is like pi billion years old i can never remember then how old (laughs) it is so i just pi billion that reminds me it's 3.14 billion years old yeah they don't look into the way a piece of work is composed. Well, the book of Genesis, I mean, the, the creation story in Genesis is
1: th- like three pages. Yes. Depending on how small your print
0: is. But it's not very, it can't, It, yeah, it can't. And one of my astronomy books was like 400 pages in college. Yeah. I'm like, okay, quarks, big giant Yeah, there's suns. more written in that book about the black holes than... <laughs> than the creation story. But what the creation story is trying to tell us is something different about the dignity of man and woman, the, the beauty of man and woman in relationship to creation. Uh, so when we go back, we're, the book of Genesis is trying to tell a story that doesn't exist in the culture around it. And that's what I, I think is is lost in the intellectual pride, that at the heart of the gospel is God is who is out of space and out of time. The God who—God is other being. He doesn't—he is not part of creation, so therefore you can't find him, quote, in creation. Uh, The God who is created everything out of nothing, who's the first move mover, who put the Big Bang into motion, that God is altogether different from us. And this is what I think the atheists have difficulty doing humility because remember it says how like the, the God that was actually the reading from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it says Jesus humbled himself in order to become a slave. And that is what we hear. Is Philippians, that Philippians? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ humbled himself, becoming a slave, uh, being born in the likeness of men. And that, that, that's the different story that the gospel is presenting to the world that, if god is willing to humble himself to become a slave then that's the same way the intellect it actually proceeded that with that there's a unity of mind body soul and heart mind body soul and heart in love so when there's like this uh-huh. like there's this disorder of the mind body soul and heart and there's not love that is operating in it then what do we do as as people then we just like rebel against everything And that's what I love about Aristotle, because Aristotle looked at stuff and said, how is this operating together? How is this uh, homogeneous? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, like Mm -hmm. it's functioning together, like all of nature, all of the planets, all of water. And he just observed and saw. And what happens in in the mind is the mind has to be humbled for nature to teach us. The mind has to be humbled. In yeah, sort of order an awe, for, yeah. an
1: awe before a mystery uh-huh. that's un to, that's not totally knowable. We can know. It's not that God is unknowable. It's that we we we, did, we can we can never know, we'll never know everything of God or God's right. creation. And,
0: and that's what, that's what when the mind is humbled, which we have that difficulty in both atheism and I think in Christian pride. I mean, like. Atheists are, are not the only ones that are doing it. Christians, the same way. Sure. Uh, you, you know, when we did a little show about the Second Vatican Council, and the documents, most people, when you, when you say, hey, um, the Second Vatican Council documents, uh, the, they say, well, I disagree with them. And you're like, I'm sorry, tell me which one you've read. I've yeah. read none of them. Yeah. Like, Rerum Novarum, never read it. Like, that wasn't in Vatican II. Deus Caritas Test, never read it. Nope. That wasn't in Vatican II, nope. II either.
1: Yeah. So there's a humility, um, and that. So you know, what's the opposite of humility is pride. So there's this. I I think a lot among among non-believers, and and this is not a blanket statement. This is not all atheists, all non-believers. But there's a current I think in, especially in modern day atheism, that is there. It's that's prideful. Yeah. I agree. Um, intellectually, private. and I would say this: you know, I think a, a question to ask an atheist friend again, in all in all, charity. This is my part of my talk on to the kids last month was, you know, in, in, in conversations with atheists, all, charity above all. It doesn't have to be super hostile, but to ask the question: What would God need to do to prove Himself?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Like,
1: is there a, is there any proof that could be put before you? Where you would believe that there is a god, um, and I think just the atheist atheism, you know, is uh, the other my other objection. It's a very it's a very um, pessimistic worldview that you're sort of defined by what you don't believe in. Um, I just think it's just a, a, a for for me a different kind of a different way to go through. Life that's that's hard. It's hard for me to understand as a first and foremost as a Christian as a Great. person of hope. But, you know that's very forward looking. Anyway, that question. So what would God need to do to prove Himself?
0: One of the things we're doing with our college students is we have these classes on Sunday night called Chat Achesis, Starts at seven, goes to seven forty-five. I see what you did there. And then we the we, word yeah the chat, Achesis. And so we throw an idea up. Uh, so we're we're for 3 oh, weeks. I saw the board.
1: you have that big white board in uh-huh. your in your
0: lobby. Yeah, that was just for people to look at. That's my <laughs> it handwriting. It was crazy. Yeah, so we we basically so break ideas. it out into 3 15-minute sections and then also breakout sessions. And, and one of the things we when we were doing um the title was God, are you really that stupid question mark. Like people You're people, not referring
1: to God. No, no, God. referring to people.
0: Yeah. People who say you believe in a god? Oh, you must be dumb. That yeah. you must be dumb. And what we what we want to do in chatting? I'm not dumb. Is, you're dumb. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is we want students to talk, so when they when someone asks them the question, like, do you believe in God? the 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 question back is, well, yes, I do. Do you believe in God? And if they say no, then you ask them the follow up question, like, well name, name, a name a God you believe in. Yeah. Or so what, what kind of God don't you believe in? Yeah. So then you start asking these questions and, and then when, when actually you start to talk to people about God and you, you know, dialoguing with someone who's an atheist, you, you do it first from kindness, as you just mentioned, you do it out of, yeah, a, out a of, of love. charity. Come on. But then you brothers ask that. And sisters. Then you can ask the question, well, what kind of God do you believe the Christian God to be? Yeah, what are you or, rejecting? Yeah, what are you mm-hmm. rejecting? And, and so from that, you got you have this little combo, of the, and they'll come up with stuff like, I I um I don't believe in an angry, wrathful God. Uh, could me neither. It and, and your response is, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in that God either. What else? Uh, yeah. I I don't. Uh, yeah, next. <laughs> like I don't I don't believe in a God that would, as we talked about, um. Uh, miscarriages a few weeks ago. Mm. I don't believe in a God that would throw children into hell who haven't been baptized. Sure, and you say, I don't. I don't believe yeah, in that God me either. either. Okay, me neither. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe in a God who, and then fill in the blank. And they they just keep filling in the blank, and oftentimes from that combo, you can say, I, I actually don't believe in that either. Yeah, you find some common
1: ground with. Yeah, with someone with where you pro- maybe previously thought there would be no common ground. Yeah, we don't. We both don't believe in that. But then, you know, now you've you've opened up a conversation. Now let me tell you what I do believe. I do believe there is one God, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. You know, I mean, you can get uh-huh. into kind of the, the creedal statements that we hold as Christians, but then to be, you know, be able to back those up. But anyway, now I'm with you. I'm with you. But that... <laughs> Those, those, those questions, I think, are super important in kind of creating that
0: dialogue. And yeah, in, in that, in order to have that dialogue, Christians must have their minds informed. St. Paul says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mm. And so it means to go back and study our Catholic faith. And if you're a, an evangelical Protestant, I encourage you to study Catholicism. Go back and read the Council of Chalcedon. Read the Council of Ephesus. Read the Council of Nicaea. Where does one find such things? Uh, well, you could go to New Advent or you could just... Google? You could just go to open your Google machine. Hey, the Google. World, the World Wide Web. Hey, Google. Hey, Alexa. Google. Hey, Alexa. Find me the documents of the Council of Nicaea. Bing! The Council of Nicaea in 325. She doesn't sound like that. It, it means for all of us... To go back and study these things because there are these intellectual giants, intellectual giants who debated these things out in the first five, six, seven centuries. Yeah, who were not dummies. Who were not dummies. No, 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 no. They're the smartest minds in both the Greek and the Roman empires. Who are dialoguing about this? I mean, like when you hear these these um, these theologians from where are now modern day Turkey. You know, the Council of Ephesus is in you know Ephesus is now in modern day Turkey, Nicaea, modern day Turkey. Yep. So these people, these bishops who gathered together, these theologians who gathered together, were not just you know some people who couldn't stitch an idea together. They were nuancing words like homoousian and homoousio. Like his nature is like God, or his nature is God, and, and those dialogues, those arguments, those debates at those councils are so critical to answering the questions today, because they have wrestled with both, um, uh, you know, the emergence of science in their in their era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Gregory the Great, Gregory the Great is writing. In the 10th century, I think it is 10th or 11th century. He's writing on uh, wait 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 is that Albert the Great? Mm -hmm. Albert the Great was Mm -hmm. Thomas Aquinas' professor. Yep. Albert the Great Great is writing about you know like orbital like balls floating in the sky, moving around, and how they're held into place. I mean, he's writing about that you know as the university system in Paris,
1: early 1200s.
0: Yeah. So there are these intellectual giants that are out there, Thomas Aquinas. I mean, to go back and, and read like his um, his ideas, I really like him. Like he chooses like what they call the negative way, you know, instead of attributing attributes to God like the right hand of God, um, because we don't know, like in a way, who God is. Yeah. we uh, we it's. Pure being and spirit. So Thomas would um, would take that kind of negative route and say, "Well, this is who God is, mm-hmm. but then this is who He is not. We know we know less about Him than we know more about Him." And that's yeah, that's the kind
1: of the humility before the awesome mystery of God. But I think also, you know, I think part of as as Christians as Catholics, we have we we ought to know our own stuff know our creed know why we believe what we believe but then we ought not be afraid to read um what 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 are what are the major kind of atheistic arguments um, right to go back and and read the problem of evil who yeah who who are kind of the most um articulate defenders of atheism that we could that we should be able to read them and to engage with them uh, yeah, go back and read Hitchens, uh, and and and, because, and so for us, it's it's not a pride of like that person has nothing to offer and nothing smart. to teach me. Hitchens is and smart, and that's where like lately, and that COVID has sort of created like a lot, just a lot more sort of internet content. I mean, as if we needed that, uh-huh. but <laughs> but there's been like some just some really interesting kind of debates lately of just two really smart people. One, you know, a Catholic priest. One, a, a sort of a strident atheist.
0: Oh, the one where Pides Pides with Pius. Yeah,
1: Gregory Pine did one and and there's been others Trent Horn who works for Catholic Answers he did he's done a couple and they're so dang interesting and they're pretty high level they're very philosophical but we we can go toe to toe with any of the world's great intellects because present company excluded we have some of the world's great intellects Thomas Aquinas going way back um but but in in our modern in our modern times some of the most articulate yeah. defenders of of Atheism is wrong. You want a hot take? Atheism is wrong. Oh. Do I love atheists? I do.
0: Yeah. But but they're wrong. Mm-hmm. There is a God. Right. And, and just to be able to talk about, like, once you study and you read some of your, I, we often call them opponents, but your friends' arguments, like you read Hitchens' uh, stuff, uh, there's a, a Dawkins. Uh, th- to read some of these things and browse them and, and see where their thoughts are coming from and then present something new to them. You know, the, it, it's a. Uh, I, I I really love it, uh, it was um, Paul VI writing on evangelization. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evangelium. You do this every time. Oh e- my.
1: Evangelium Nuciandi. Yeah,
0: yeah, that one. Yeah. He said, you know, he said, study these <laughs> things, study your faith. And then also do something. Present to them something new. One of my favorite things to present to uh, atheists, especially when we're talking, is you know the 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 the, I would say the problem of contingency. Like, why is there something and not nothing? Mm -hmm. Why does stuff exist and not nothing exist? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, and to have the
1: humility to be able to enter into that dialogue. So I know, especially on a on in a university town on a university campus there can be a lot of you know anyone without a phd doesn't know anything <laughs> right which right is, ugh, you know it's yeah. gross you know you look at the kind of the humble faith of somebody who had a third grade education
0: you know so uh-huh. it's not
1: a, it's not a matter of of sort of degrees behind your name uh, but that that can that can oftentimes lead to this pride that no that that i know better than the wisdom of you know the two thousand year wisdom of the of the world's I mean this this sounds prideful but the world's kind of smartest institution, um, you know it was Catholics who came up with the idea of the modern university. Mm-hmm. Um, we know what we're doing now. Are we you know yeah. are we perfect? Are we scandal free? Mm, no, no, of course not. But from an intellectual standpoint, we've got it down.
0: Astronomy, biology, yes. genetics. Yes, full philosophy, computers. theology.
1: Yeah. And so for someone who doesn't believe um, it's important my my hope would be that there would be some humility to recognize that as smart as you are, there there's a history that can also teach you something. And that's true of all of us. There's there's I mean, somebody who would say, like, you know, I disagree with the church teaching on this or that, you know, a Catholic, I would say. Really? Like so? You, you've you've determined that you know right, right, right. better. That that's the church says it's wrong, but you say it's right, or the church says it's right and you say it's wrong. It's pride. Yeah, it's pride, my, my brother.
0: My mine sister. was mine was nuclear war. I, I always thought like, oh yeah, nuclear war is a great idea. I mean, we eliminate our enemy oh. very quickly, and they never mess with us again. And, and then the new, the catechism on the Fifth Commandment. And then you start to meet people who have survived nuclear war yeah. or their children who are an effect of it. And you, you realize, that, yeah, a nuclear, a nuclear
1: bomb does not discriminate between combatants and non-combatants.
0: Right. And yet, then the then the heavy materials and the water supply mm-hmm. sixty years later are yep. still polluting people's bodies and mm. causing cancer. Yeah. And so you you have to humble this mind of ours to as you know Saint Paul said a couple of weeks ago in that reading the mind the heart the desires you know bring it together in love mm. because most debates don't start out with love they start off with uh, well I'm going to beat you down throwing Molotov cocktails at each other. Shooting rubber bullets at each other. You know, just doing those things uh, that what riots do. The word riot in French is to yell. Oh, really? And so that's what most debates hmm. turn into is riot. Yeah, just yell.
1: And you're not really listening. Yelling. So having that humility. And that's something as Christians we would say that we we pray for. Um, asking the Lord to humble us, uh, to make us dirt. That's where humility <laughs> comes from. Um, in in the face of these kind of arguments that we, y- you and I, we have something to learn from an atheist. We do, and then hopefully that the atheist also learns that they have something, you know, that they're humble enough to be able to that they can learn something from us. So just the idea of rooting out that intellectual pride that you and I might have, um, but I just, I'm of the contention that that's a real a real source of um, of atheism. Pride. And pride is not good, and pride is usually the source of our downfall.
0: Okay. In the words of one of the greatest Saturday Night Live episodes, let's throw it on the ground. I don't know what that is. Oh, my gosh. We're going to go. Oh, no. Ended that way?
1: Have a great week. We'll be back next week. Uh, We love you.
0: Peace.